think of it like a bank account that builds up. Every ray of sun that touches your body leads to a cumulative result. So every ray adds up. So unlike the bank account, which you want to grow, with the sun, you don't want it to grow. You want to keep that bank account low. You want the lesser amount of sun to touch your skin. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to what I feel is going to be a very important episode of the Merck Manual's Medical Myths Podcast. I'm your host, Joe McIntyre, and thanks for being here. On today's episode, we're thrilled to welcome back Dr. Jonette Kirai. Dr. Kirai is an associate professor of dermatology and cutaneous surgery at the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine. She is also chief of dermatology service at Miami VA Hospital. If you missed our first episode with Dr. Kirai, we busted all kinds of myths about acne, including where it comes from, how to prevent it, and how to get rid of it. Dr. Kirai, thanks for coming back. Nice to be here, Joe. Thank you. Now, today we're going to talk to Dr. Kirai about an even more serious topic, skin cancer prevention. When it comes to sunscreen or sunblock, I'm sure we've all heard plenty of confusing information about how it works, when it works, and what the best type to use is. So, Dr. Kirai, let's jump right into it. Are tanning beds more dangerous than sun exposure when it comes to skin cancer risks? So what people need to know about tanning beds is we have to go back a little bit and we have to think about what type of ultraviolet radiation we get from the sun. And the bad boys that we worry about in dermatology in general are UVA and UVB. Tanning beds are UVA. So they are a specific ultraviolet wavelength. Um, we do not like tanning beds. Tanning beds aren't good. Let me just put that right out there. They give a multitude of higher dose of UVA. UVA doesn't cause you to burn. UVB causes you to get the sunburn. So people think they're safe and they fall into a trap. But what happens with tanning beds is that UVA actually penetrates deeper than the UVB. And when it penetrates deeper, it can not only cause skin cancer, and this is the point that there's a lot of contention about. We have more data about the sun, because the sun's been around forever, than we have about tanning beds. But there is very good data, probably from about 15 years ago now, it's been replicated, that even going to a tanning bed very infrequently um, there was one study said any exposure increased the risk of melanoma, the most deadly of skin cancers. And let's just forget about the skin cancer for a minute because a lot of people think they're not going to ever get cancer. Let's talk about aging. UVA is the bad boy with aging. It gets down deep and it can lead to more wrinkles. Now, is it true that there's such a thing as too much SPF in sunscreen? You know, for example, is 100 SPF sunscreen twice as effective as 50 SPF? How does that actually work? It isn't like that. Um, when you get to an SPF 30, you have about 97% protection from UVB. You, nothing is 100%, but when you get up to 100 SPF, you've gained the percentage points into the 99, around the 99 area. So you're only going up a little bit. Why do people think the 100's better than the 30? It's about how much they put on. Most people don't put enough sunscreen on. So you might get a little bit added benefit if you put the same amount on of the 100 than you do of the 30. But remember, with an SPF 30, you get about 97% blockage of UVB. So for most people, 30 SPF should be plenty of sunblock protection or sun protection for them? As long as they put on about 
about the size of a shot glass, about an ounce for their whole body. And sometimes I do that plus a little bit more for my face. Um, so I protect the face even more as long as they get enough on and they reapply. So the longest the sunscreen will act when you're out in the water, and this is not waterproof. Everyone should know these are not waterproof sunscreens. Water resistance is about 80 minutes. Now, if the sun isn't out, it stands to reason that the clouds are blocking the, the powerful UV rays. Uh, is that actually the case? They block a little bit, but you can still get up to 80% of the UV exposure on a cloudy day. Now, how about spray sunscreen versus lotion or ointment style sunscreen? Is one better or worse than the other for you? Well, for me, it's the one that's going to, going to get on the patient people are going to use. The sprays have a little problem and sometimes people don't get enough on. The other thing is they do sometimes have a smell from the aerosol. But in general, um, spray sunscreens can work. You just have to get enough on. I would spray them only outside because they do leave a little bit of a... A lingering smell. Now how about when or what time of year we need to wear sunscreen? Is it true that you only need to wear sunscreen in the summer months? You should wear sunscreen year-round. People always worry that if they're up, if they're up north they're going to be uh, vitamin D deficient. Um, you only need a little bit of sun up north if you can get your hands out or your face out on some days. Um, for 10 minutes you'll be fine. Um, in Miami, we wear year-round everywhere because we're going to get ambient sun just walking to our car. So I like sunscreen every day um, of the year, regardless of where you are. For the people who might be concerned about vitamin D deficiency, which is a true phenomenon and occurs, you can get a little bit of exposure in ways that you may not even realize, maybe driving, maybe um, walking to your car without your mittens on, um, and also vitamin D supplementation does help. Whether you're a parent or a seasoned professional, a medical student or a caregiver, the Merck Manual has the right medical information in the best format. And it's always free, easy to access, and readily available for you. Now, is it true that in the early morning and evening, it's not always necessary to wear sunscreen because the UV rays at those times of day aren't as strong as in you know, that prime noon hour? Again, in Miami, we wear sunscreen all day long, but in other parts of the country, you could probably get away with less sunscreen use. But I hate to diverge from my comment, which is I like sunscreen all the time. Are you going to be at less risk when you're out at 7 o'clock in a setting sun? For sure. We, we know that. So if you're running out to take your dog for a walk at 7 p.m., you may not want to slap on your sunscreen. I get that. Um, but in general, get into the habit of using sunscreen like you brush your teeth. Use it every day, all days. And for those who aren't worried about cancer, it prevents premature aging. Now, is there any harm in using things like coconut oil, butter, or other non-sunscreen products on your skin when you're out in the sun? So think of it as an amplifier. Think of the oil as sort of an amplifier, and that's why people use them. They want to get tanner. They want to get a tanner quicker. We don't like people putting that on and then going out and sort of relaxing around the pool in the sun, but those products are good for other reasons, so I don't want people not to wear them. Now, I assume this is in a similar vein. Are tanning lotions protective, or do they offer those same sort of benefits of coconut oil or other products? 
I'm not against self-tanners and tanning lotions. They offer probably about an SPF 4, just so you know that. So they give a little bit of sun protection. Um, I would say to use a sunscreen with it. But if people feel more attractive with a tanning lotion, I say go for it. Um, but use it with the sunscreen. Now, how about if your skin doesn't burn? So a lot of people may not get red. They may go right to tanning. Does it mean that you're actually safe from the sun's UV rays? You know, that's another myth we have to make sure we educate people about. You have some protection that a very fair-skinned person doesn't, but you can still get cancer. And there's some bad data behind that, that myth, and that is that when we find melanomas in people of, let's say, Hispanic origin or African-American, we often find them at a later stage because they don't think they can get skin cancer. So we want them to be aware of changes on their skin, and for those populations who don't want to wear that because they don't burn, it all goes back to aging again. Skin looks aged when it doesn't have the same skin tone. So when you wear sunscreen, you keep the tone more even. So that's a way to get people to maybe wear it. Now, I'm going to ask this again. I think you just busted it, but let's just be clear. African-Americans and people with darker black skin and Hispanics and Latinos, they also need sunscreen just as much as those with fair skin tones, correct? Right. And you also want to watch those populations for other places where you can get a skin cancer on the palms, on the soles, even places where the sun doesn't shine. Now let's get into a little bit of truth here. What is the best way to protect yourself from the sun? How I think about sun protection is I don't just think of sunscreen. I think of hats. I think of long sleeve shirts. I think of seeking the shade. I will walk down the the shady side of the street. I could hardly get that out. The shady side of the street um, when I walk around the campus at the hospitals um, because I want to always try to stay in the shade. But remember, sun reflects off of concrete. It reflects off of the water when you're at the beach. It reflects off the sand. It reflects off glass windows. So you really want to sort of have a multi-focused approach you want to have that hat on. You maybe want to have some long sleeves or sunscreen. You want to maybe not be out at noon doing CrossFit, which a lot of my patients were doing for a while. So you want to think of all the different ways that you can cut down on your sun exposure. And I'll end with this one thought, Joe. If you think of it like a bank account that builds up, every ray of sun that touches your body leads to a cumulative result. So every ray adds up. So unlike the bank account, which you want to grow, with the sun, you don't want it to grow. You want to keep that bank account low. You want the, the lesser amount of sun to touch your skin. Now, Dr. Kirai, before we let you go, where should our listeners head to for information about skin cancer prevention, how to properly apply sunblock, things like that? Where, where should our listeners head to? Sure, of course. We want to give them resources. Their doctor, their dermatologist, the Merck Manual, the American Academy of Dermatology, these are all good places to start your research on skin cancer and sun exposure. Dr. Kirai, thank you so much again for joining us. I think you taught us all a lot about the best ways to apply sunscreen and also just general tips about protecting ourselves from the sun's harmful rays. Would you mind one more time staying with us for a third part in our discussion on dermatology? Sure, of course. And remember, medical knowledge is power. Pass it on. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome.